It is Thursday, which means it's time for another Mommy Talk Thursday. And this Thursday, I have a special treat for you. This is a Facebook Live that I did with a good friend, Miss Jessica Larson. She had me on a Facebook Live on her page just a few months ago, and it was so much fun. And I think we talked about a little bit of everything here, but mainly I was given strategies on helping with routines for us busy working moms. So I knew this would be perfect for you and I can't wait for you to hear it because like I said, I had so much fun talking to her and to the ladies in the chat who were giving a lot of really great comments. If you want to check out this Facebook live and see it in action, I will put the links in the description for this episode. So make sure you check the description for that link there and also for a link to Dr. Jessica Larson's website, Mama B Self-Care and all the resources that she has. So I will not wait anymore. Let's go ahead and jump into this week's Mommy Talk Thursday. Hey, everybody. This is Jessica Larson with Mama B Self-Care for Moms. And I am here today for our Mama Self-Care Conversation Series. We will be talking with uh, Tony Ann Mayembe of Real Happy Mom. I'm so excited to have her. She's going to talk to us about getting routines set up in our home, um, especially during a lot of the, the reality of the world right now. So it's going to be great. I'm super excited. Um, and one other thing I wanted to let you guys know about is um, I am releasing a self-love guide for women next week. Um, it's called Loving Others Begins with Loving Yourself. And I'm going, I have like step-by-step -step, um, some things you can actually start doing to um, make sure that you really tune into what it is that you want in life, who you are, where you want to go, um, and make sure that we're loving ourselves. We give so much love to other people. And um, that's something I've realized over the last few months, uh, maybe my whole life, but really the last few months, I've actually given it a lot more time and it's really changing my life in many wonderful ways. So um, I'm super excited to share it with you. Um, and that'll be, like I said, if you're on my email list, you'll get it. If you're not on that yet, go to drjessicalarson.com and get on my um, email list and then you will be one of the first ones to get it. So awesome. Okay. So I am going to welcome Tony Ann. And feel free to write comments if you have them. Hey, Tony Ann. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Good. How are you doing? Doing good. Doing good. It's so good to see you. Um, I didn't even do your intro yet, but I forgot to mention, I think this is super oh. important that people know your bio, that you are a dentist, a full-time dentist, mm -hmm. you're a reservist in the Navy, and you are a blog blogger and podcaster, a real happy mom, and also a wife and mom. Um, and so you have a lot going on. And so to me, it's always like that idea of like, whoever's the busiest person, give them something to do. So you have this, like, a lot of understanding and systems put in place in your life, I'm sure, in order to make sure you can juggle all those different things. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 definitely that. And a yeah. lot of help too. <laughs> yes, that's, that's excellent. Um, so one of my like kind of questions for you to just start out and as people are getting to know you a little bit more, um, I follow you on Instagram all the time, real happy mom. And what I have been thinking about lately with you are like, I was like thinking about your name, real happy mom. And I'm like, you are real. Like, that's one of the things I really love about when I see your stories and your posts, like you're very real about motherhood and what's going on. And so I just think like 
that's something I really relate to. And is that intentional? I guess that was. Yes, that was definitely intentional. I know when I was picking up my name, I wanted, of course, mom to be in there for SEO purposes. But um, when I was trying to figure out the other adjectives for mom, I knew that I wanted it to be a real um, authentic kind of feel to it. And um, it's funny that you brought that up because I actually started working with a branding coach and she helped me with getting my messaging together. And that was one thing that I've gotten really clear on is, you know, I, I really want us as moms to be authentic and real in our messages um, in, in our experiences and our stories and all of that. So that's where the realness comes from. So yes, it is very intentional for sure. That's awesome. That's, it is so important. Cause I just think, I mean, no matter how much I feel like I talk about this, I just see that people are always feeling like they're not measuring up or I'm the only one going through this. And the more we talk about it, the more we can actually share that realness of what's, what's up, which is that motherhood is hard. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And all the different things that we are dealing with um, are super challenging. And there are ways to make things better. I think like having both of those realities is important. So I appreciate that you really take that on. Um, So you really support women in being authentic. And um, just like, do you, you do a lot in terms of just helping people kind of structure their lives? Yes, yes. That yeah. is kind of my pet peeve is um just making sure you're you're prepared in life, period. <laughs> that is my pet peeve. That's the only way that I'm able to get anything done is with planning and preparation. So that's one thing that I kind of harp on. And then of course, um, as moms, systems routines, those that's another thing that I think will make our lives so much better and easier if we have those things. Excellent. Um, so I am so happy people are commenting. Lynn is saying you are so authentic, Tony Ann. Thank you, Lynn. And hey, Jordan, I see you too. <laughs> so please keep commenting. We really appreciate it. If you guys have questions, please put them in there because I know I have many because <laughs> I'm the type of person who's actually pretty bad with routines. And so this is like a great um, conversation for me. So I guess that's where I would love to start is like, what are some of the main tips that you would give women, especially during this time of like uncertainty for how we can develop some routines in this very uncertain time and where like plans seem to be changing all the time? What are some of your main tips? Yeah. So the thing is, is with routines, I feel like a lot of times we tend to shy away from that because we feel like we can't be spontaneous and do a lot of the fun things that we're used to. But I want to remind moms that routines are really important, especially for kids and really young kids in particular, because they really thrive when they have that routine, that repetition that's going on. It's just like when you go to work, you know that you're going to work from eight to five. If I told you today that, hey, guess what? You're not going to work from eight to five. Um, Yeah, you can go in at eight, but you're not going home until 11 p.m. Like you're going to look at me like I'm crazy. So (laughs) you need that repetition and routine so that you know what to expect. Um, you know, it, you don't have the power struggles with the kids and, and it helps them to, you know, cooperate. And also um, it's easier for you when you have um, the routine so you can have consistent expectations that, you know, at one o'clock after lunch, we're doing this activity. So I just wanted to um, start off by saying that because I think routines kind of have a bad rep, but it really is a good thing and it really helps out a lot. But as far as um, you know, 
developing some of these routines, I would say the biggest thing is um, starting out small because a lot of times it's moms were like, oh yeah, I'm going to do all of these things and I'm going to accomplish all this great stuff. And then you set out to do some amazing things, which are great, but um, you overwhelm yourself with trying to do too many things at one time. So for instance, for me, I was trying to you know, start a better morning routine. Cause what I was doing was literally waking up and going straight to my computer and start working, which was terrible. It didn't set me up for a good day. I didn't feel productive and I could go on and on. So, um, I knew I wanted to do five things. Um, I wanted to meditate because I know, um, the benefits of meditation. So I was like, I would definitely want to get that in. Um, I want to have some devotional time, some quiet time. And um, it was one other thing I forgot I wanted to do, but I want to do all four of the, or five of those things. But I didn't try to do all five of those things at one time. I started with the first thing, which was meditation. So start with that first, then you add on another thing and then another thing until you have that routine that you're ready to set up. And the same thing goes with the kids. Um, you can do the same thing for them as far as like activities and things that you want to do instead of like having this full day plan of activities and fun, you know, start with, okay, saying from eight to 10, we're going to do these things and then try to add on from there. And then the other thing I would say is time blocking. And I was kind of alluding to that too, when I was talking about, you know, from eight to 10, time blocking is so, so big and so, so huge um, as far as getting routines down. Um, so if you're not familiar with what time blocking is, it's basically a time management method where you divide your day into blocks of time and you typically do tasks um, or a group of tasks within that specific time. So for instance, um, if I'm working on my podcast, I will set out um, from eight to 10. I like that time, <laughs> eight to 10. I am going to be working on um, editing. So I'm not going to be writing blog posts. I'm not going to be checking email. I'm not going to do any of that. All I'm doing is editing my um um, my podcast episodes. And you will be surprised like how much more efficient you are and how much faster you get things done. Um, so that is one key tip I would highly, highly recommend is doing time blocking. And you can even do this with the kids. Um, say for instance, from eight to 10, we're going to be doing um, schoolwork. So I have ABC mouse for my kids to try to help with the retention of some of the things that they've learned. So they don't regress. Um, Cause that's like my biggest fear during the summer. I don't know about you, but I, that, that drives me crazy. So I'll have them do ABC mouse. Um, they really can only do it for like 20 minutes. And then I'll say, okay, after you're doing ABC mouse, you're going to color and have some free time. Then after that, I know that that's some, the next set of time is, you know, mommy actually has to be on and help them with actual activities. So um, when they're doing ABC mouse and all that stuff, then that I can do things that I need to that doesn't um, that can take up a little bit more brain power, but um, nothing too intense because they may interrupt me and I don't want to do something that's really, um, you know, super focused type of work that they would distract me from. So you could do something like that as far as setting up a routine, as far as time blocking. Um, and then also make sure you incorporate the kids and your partner into creating the schedule and the routine because I found that when they get involved in the routine and the schedule that you have, you have less resistance and they actually follow through with things. So you don't have to be the enforcer going around like, hey, it's eight to 10 time. We got to be doing our ABC mouse and you're not doing it like they know, OK, now it's time for ABC mouse or now it's time for outside play or whatever it is. So um, that's a really big thing is getting other everyone on board with um 
these new routines that you have going on. So those are kind of my main tips for getting started. Um, and I know I see some people going ham in the comments over here. I was trying to stay focused. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say what was going on, but yes, I would say start there first. That's excellent. It, yeah, we can. So we can definitely, we do have some questions, which is awesome. Um, yeah. But I, I will say, I love your idea of the baby steps and just like picking one thing, because I do think a lot of us are like, okay, we're going to full blown go into this mm-hmm. like new lifestyle. And then it becomes overwhelming. And then we just feel like we can't do it and then get into that mode and then stop. So I love that idea of just like baby steps, adding one thing, I actually really love your morning routine. I have been struggling with a morning routine for a really (laughs) long time, probably ever since I had kids where I'm like, I just sleep always feels more important. But I really love your point about just get like one thing instead of like I do. I have like a whole list. I'll be like, tomorrow I'm going to wake up at five and I'm going to do these 10 Mm. things. And then sleep sounds much better. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, I like, I love that. That's really great. Um, Okay. So let's go into some of the questions. Yes. Jordan is wondering, what is your favorite calendar or planner to keep everything organized? Oh, Jordan, don't get me excited. (laughs) (laughs) That's like one of my favorite things. So um, for that, okay, two things. I have my my still planner here. This is, I think, a really great, like simple planner that you can use if you're trying to be productive. And I'm going to show you a couple quick things here if I can, if my camera will be nice to me. But the biggest thing is you'll see, so I'm going to just go to a blank page on here. You'll see, it'll say three most important tasks to do for the day and then secondary tasks. And then it's blocked out. I'm trying to get the light. Sorry. You can see morning, day, and then evening here. So I'm not trying to do everything. I'm not trying to save the world. I'm just trying to focus on three tasks. So this planner helps me to stay focused on what's really important. And, um, actually get what needs to be done done because um, a lot of times and I know you can probably attest to this too is that um, we try to do everything on the to-do list and yes you know we want to get those things done but the biggest thing is prioritizing that to-do list and seeing okay who can I delegate this to what can be eliminated what can be automated and what do I actually have to get done so that's what goes in there Um, so that's my planner and then the other thing is Trello and don't get me started I'm about to bust out my Trello boards over here so I can show you that (laughs) but Trello is amazing I will tell you this Jordan when I first used Trello, I did not like it. I just realized when I um, was going through my account, I had set up my first account in 2017 because I don't know who I was listening to. They were like ranting and raving about Trello like I was. And um, I just couldn't get it. I just, mm, I didn't like it. It's just, I couldn't get it. But then I took a Trello course. It was really simple and easy. And oh my goodness, it's been such a lifesaver. Like that's how I'm able to, you know, get so much done because I have my systems all in place in Trello. So I know, okay, after I do this, this comes next. And so it really helps me to stay, um, really focus and keep things streamlined. So I'm not all over the place because I don't know what happened after I had my second son, but I have like a really bad squirrel brain and I can be talking to you right now and then look over there and like get distracted and completely forget (laughs) about what I was doing. So Trello is amazing at helping me to um, stay organized. And if you need help with that, um, hit me up because I got some stuff that can help you with that for sure. So do you actually put your like schedule in Trello, like this is what I'm doing. And when you're talking about time blocking, like these mm-hmm. are what I do. Okay. Do you plan it yeah. every day or do you do it like on a weekly thing? 
So for me, what I found is that works for me with Trello is I have a daily board. So I make my to-do list in Trello. So I have a list of everything I want to do for the week. And then um, I have my next list of um, things that I'm doing that day. And so I move things over from my to-do list over to that day. And then I have a doing or on deck doing and done list. So I move it over. So that's how I'm able to track and and see things because we get excited when we can cross things off our to-do list or we know that we're getting things done. So it makes me feel good when I'm able to move those cards along and um, get things done. So that's how I use it on a daily basis. But I have I have a lot of boards. I'm kind of embarrassed. It's a lot. <laughs> but I have boards for everything. Yeah. Everything. And I've even been doing it even for home stuff. So like even for like meal planning and um cleaning. And I have another one for the gifts and planning out my um uh Christmas uh gifts and, and um holiday things that I'm working on. So yeah, I have wow. Trello boards for everything. Trello will save your life if you really use it. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> I feel like we have a workshop that needs to happen with you. Yes, yes. So Jessica, we're gonna have a second live about Trello. <laughs> <laughs> because I also use Trello, but my Trello is not giving me the same results as what you're saying. So <laughs> yes, I will help you. So I will help good. you for sure. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> and then the calendar, they're the hard copy you said is the still calendar. Yes, still okay. S T I L still planner. Okay. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Great. And it's Maybe. the six weeks, a six week planner. And that's what I like about it. I don't know if you've heard about the six week year or the 12 week year. No, 12 week year. Sorry, 12 week year. Okay. So it, instead of focusing on your entire year and your goals for the whole year, you just focus on one quarter or, or 12 weeks. And that's what I like about that planner. I can't, you know, look at my big, huge, grand goals. I have to break things down and focus on the smaller goals that's going to get me to the bigger ones. Mm-hmm. Is it like everything you have in there is linked to your larger goals too? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That way? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah. I, I base my quarter goals off of what I'm trying to accomplish is my my big year goals. So it helps with that. And of course, you know, we don't make all of our goals. So I'm able to um, uh, recalibrate and, and figure out different ways of getting to those goals if I'm off track and things like that. Okay. Wow. That's really helpful. (laughs) Um, We have another question from Lynn. She said, I've been a stay-at-home mom since my daughter was born. At the beginning, I tried to create routines, but no two days were ever the same. So it was difficult. We're experiencing this again with all our activities canceled. What is your best advice for creating routines when every day is different? Yeah, um, that is tough. I will be honest, Lynn. So the the biggest thing I would say is at least having the time blocking that could definitely be a start. So, you know, at what times you're doing certain things, like for instance, with meal times, what time are you having those things? And then what um, things can you plan out for your daughter so that, you know, she's not constantly coming in and bothering you when you're trying to get your um, work done, those kind of things. But um, I think the time blocking would be the best thing to start with first um, and just kind of mapping out what an ideal day is. And But also having that wiggle room. So when life happens, it's not going to throw you completely off. Okay. Yeah. So have kind of those basic things in place. Yeah. yeah. I also like that you are talking about the importance of having that time where the kids are doing their own thing and mommy's working. Cause I think like, especially with us all being home together all the time, it's like, that's really blurred, but getting that in place is so important for everybody. Cause we just, we can't be together all the time and actually get work done. Yes. And I know you can talk about this for sure about boundaries. Cause that was one thing I had to get very like, 
firm on because it's it's easy to let everyone have access to you and you know come to you all the time but you have to be like no like this is my time when mommy's sitting at this desk and that the door is closed you cannot come here and you cannot talk to me um having those firm boundaries and then also you know having boundaries too for work so you know okay now it's time to stop like I can't work past Mm -hmm. five o'clock those kind of things because um yeah it's easy like you said to have those everything blurred together and it just be a big mess so I totally get that yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I love that. Mommy's working right now, LOL. <laughs> Very true, <Lynn. laughs> Yes. But I think what's been so interesting for me in COVID and the closures and having to work with my kids here is like getting used, be, being more comfortable with that. Because mm-hmm. I used to be like, okay, when I'm with the kids, I'm like 100% with the kids. What do they need? And it was always give, give, give. And now it's like, no, I actually, I have to have these boundaries in our house now. And I think it's good for them to see that like mommy's working at this time or, you know, people are, you know, there's, it's not all about you all the time. And I actually, that's really healthy for kids. Like go do something and figure, you know, well, if it's putting on, you know, doing ABC mouse or going and reading a book, but it's not like we need to be doing the song and dance all the time to entertain our kids. Yeah. And honestly, like, I feel like there's this expectation that as moms, we're supposed to be there and do everything for them. And no, like I can't, mm-hmm. I can't like for my own sanity, I can't. Um, and I think it, it's been helpful too, like having those boundaries so that they can be independent and do their own thing without, you know, mommy being there to hold their hand for every little thing. Cause right now my oldest, he's downstairs, he's doing his own thing. Like mm-hmm. he's gotten into the routine. He knows when mommy's working recording or when she's on her computer don't mess with her but the other thing too that I forgot to mention is like yes we can you know set those boundaries up and we can say like okay like this is my time to work and you know you can't bother me but also like letting them know like okay after this, I'm going to come play with you or I'm going to play with you now. But after that, mommy needs to work. But also giving them that time, too, I think is helpful because I have little ones and sometimes it's hard for them to understand like that. I have like eight hours worth of work to do. Like they don't get it. Like they just know I want mommy now. So breaking it up and giving them that time in between, I think is a little bit helpful, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, OK, so. Let's see. Oh, I was also going to ask. <laughs> Sorry, I just saw what Lynn said. Lynn, I love you too. You're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You guys are very helpful to me too because I I mean, a lot of why I started this self-care business is because I have had major issues doing it over the years. Mm-hmm. So it's really good to just be reminded of like, these things are okay. These are really good actually for our kids. It's not I think so many women I speak with and work with will just say like the mom guilt is there, um, feeling selfish to take time for yourself. Like I think women often would feel bad saying to their kids, mommy's working right now, you need to go in another room. And it's like, that's, that's okay. Like, I think just like having other women just just be like, this is, this is good for them. It's good for them to just create things on their own or be bored. You know, there's like a lot of research on people, kids being bored and how that's really good for them to just do their, not have be always um, directed by somebody else to have more of that self-direction. Absolutely. So, I totally agree. Yeah. Um, so we're kind of in the summer mode right now, but mm-hmm. there's gonna, who knows what's going to happen when school comes back. But I think that would be my next kind of question is like changing the routine a little bit from, you know, once those kids get, once kids get in that routine of summer, like this is our summer plan, how do we 
I guess, most smoothly transition them into if we are going to be doing virtual from home or if it's going to be like more of a hybrid or whatever. Do you have any suggestions on that transition time into new routines? Or even if it's now, even if you have no routines and now someone's listening and they're going to start doing it and there might be pushback, like what is your advice on that? Yeah. So my biggest thing is don't wait until school starts to try to start these routines because I promise you, you're going to bang your head on the wall. Like, why am I doing this? So I would say starting now is the key. Um, I know there's a lot of talk about starting after Labor Day and all that, but like you said, we don't know. So let's go ahead and start getting ready for that now. So I would say at least getting started with um, uh, bedtime routines and, you know, morning routines, that would be the biggest things to start with first, just so that they, the kids can get in the routine of, you know, okay, I'm going to bed by eight thirty nine o'clock and they know they can't stay up till four in the morning. I've, and, you know, I talk to kids at work and they are staying up like all times of the night. It's ridiculous. I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean you went to sleep at five in the morning? Like that's when you should be waking up. <laughs> but anyways, um, <laughs> You know, starting with that first and then adding into um, adding to that later. So I know for me, I think we were talking about this before that my son, he's going to be doing virtual school. I don't feel comfortable with him going back to school. And I'm grateful that my husband can stay home with him and help with virtual school. So I am in the process of working on creating a space for him for um, him to do school because I know my son, he's kind of like me and got the squirrel brain too. And so we need to have a designated area that will help with that. And then um, once I finish getting that um, space um, set up, because it's actually going to be right over here, I plan on getting him into the routine of going to that space and knowing, okay, when you're over there, you're working, you're doing your schoolwork, that kind of thing, and slowly introducing it to him so that it's not a huge shock once school starts and we're ready to start actually like, you know, really doing it. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest thing is just easing yourself into it. I don't ever want to like, you know, throw myself into anything because it is not good for anybody. So definitely easing yourself into it and getting those routines established before. So I honestly... Jessica, I would start with the evening routine first because I feel like your evening sets you up for the next day, getting that together, whether it's, you know, um, preparing lunches for the next day, um, you know, getting dinner ready for the next day, those kind of things so that you can set yourself up for the next day so that your day goes by really smooth. Um, Start there and then work from there. And then work back. Okay. I love that. And I actually didn't even think about that idea of having that created space for the kids if they're going to be virtual learning. So I love, I love that. Like that this is going to be the school or academic place versus like we right now will be like just doing it on the couch or the kitchen table or wherever there's room. So Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, And then I have one more question. Do you feel like um, I, a lot of what's happened, I think, with COVID and just in general is electronics. So I know lately, like my husband and I have been talking because my son, he, all he wants to do is like go on electronics or go and <laughs> basically that's all he wants to do mm-hmm. <laughs> if he had his choice um, yep. or just like go play outside. But that's I, it's not as it's not his first choice. So yes. I would ask, like, do you have ideas for that with like setting limits with that or you know, mm-hmm. obviously, I think for a lot of parents, it's just been a survival tool with trying to work. And um, but maybe like for other people may feel like I do, where it's like it's a little out of control right now. Um, mm-hmm. And I want to kind of rein that back into. Yeah. First on that, I will say is I think that how do I say it? 
I want us to give ourselves grace during this period because it's a lot going on. And like, like we were talking about before, like we can't be entertaining and doing all these things all day long because we have our work to do too as well. But yes, the electronics have gotten out of control even at my house. But I will say having those parenting controls have been what saves my life. And my son knows that he has a certain amount of time on each of his devices, but he's a really smart cookie because he has several devices. So he'll break it up (laughs) and be like, okay, I have two hours on this one, one hour on that one. So he knows how to break it up so that he can use all of them. But I put limits on all of those things. So once time's up, that's it. Because um, for my son, he would stay on them all day because that's what he's doing right now. That's why he's so quiet. But um. (laughs) <laughs> and then we also have a time limit too that, well, if my husband has this rule and at first I was kind of against it and I was like, oh, you're being too hard because he's kind of the the tough one. I'm not that tough. I'm a little pushover. But um, he was like, after five o'clock, nobody's on any electronics. And I'm just like, dude, like I still got stuff I'm working on. <laughs> like, I want to be a good role model, but five o'clock, that's early. But for the kids, for sure, we say after five o'clock, that's it. Um, so I think, you know, having those boundaries for them, but, you know, giving yourself grace that, you know, it's okay if they're on it. Cause I know I've heard a lot of moms who are like feeling bad that their kids are using the iPad and all that. And I'm like, sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do, but Mm -hmm. I do understand about having too much time. So I would say the parental controls for sure. And then having set times, um, to say like, okay, like you can use your, your iPad or your Nintendo switch during these times. And then after that, you have to go do something else. Um, and I just had my son have a huge meltdown the other day because he was bored. And I'm like, good, I'm glad you're bored. Like <laughs> now you can figure out what to do because I remember as a kid being bored all the time. Like I didn't have an iPad and all this stuff. I'm like, I'm glad you're bored. Now you can like use your imagination and do some other fun stuff. So um, yeah, that that's my little take on it is, is definitely the boundaries coming up again and saying like, okay, enough's enough after this time. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I said this before we started, I was like, we can talk about this for hours. Um, And I just really appreciate everything that you're all the value you're giving us today, because this is really helpful. And I have several things I'm going to go start doing now, (laughs) like time blocking. I like that, too. Um, But I want to know, I mean, you do you work with women and you work with moms. And so can you tell us what what it is that you do and what you offer women? And if people are listening and, and needing you, I'd love them to connect with you. Yes, yes. So um, two big things, the blog and the podcast, realhappymom.com is where you can find it. Um, You know, there's a lot of really awesome moms that come onto the podcast and share a lot of some of the things that I'm talking about, as well as other things that I have no expertise in. Um, Also had... um, had had you on the podcast, it was what episode 46. That was like a really good <laughs> one about um, you know, how to eliminate um I don't have a time from your vocabulary. That was mm-hmm. a really good one. Go check that one out. Um, but on the podcast is where I feel like I serve moms most. That's my baby. I love my podcast. Um, so definitely check that out if you want to get more um good stuff like this. Um I do have a membership, but it is currently closed right now. But if you want to at least get on the wait list and get some other free goodies while we're waiting for things to open up, you can go to realhappymom.com slash tribe and um, you can get that information there. But those are the big things right now that's going on. So yeah, you can find me there and get connected. Yeah. I like, it's amazing to me that you're able to do like a weekly podcast and blog and <laughs> now a membership. I mean, like, I, yeah. So I think like the systems to me, I'm like, okay, Tony Ann is using all these systems and getting like 
doing all these amazing things. Like I really need to get this in place. I'm going to show you Trello. I'm going to show you some Trello boards. It's going to change your life. (laughs) Okay. I'm ready. Yes. (laughs) And yes, um, Lynn just said your podcast is amazing. I completely agree. Your podcast is wonderful. And it's so much like what we need as moms to have that support and to have that just um, camaraderie and like, you know, we're all struggling in different ways and here's some strategies to help things get better. And so I just really appreciate that you put that out um, and help all of us. Yes. And shout out to Lynn. She was a guest on the podcast too. She talked about um, this parenting model that I actually started using on my son. So when I had that power struggle that day, when I had the meltdown I was telling you about, I was Mm -hmm. like, what did Lynn tell me to do? Calm down. Now you respond. <laughs> I was about to unleash on my son that day, but I did not. I was good, Lynn. You'd be so proud of me. <laughs> That's awesome. I love when you learn something and then you're actually able to apply it. It does yes. feel really good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, for sure. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you so much for being on today. It has been yeah. so helpful. And you're just such an awesome person. So oh, it's super you. fun. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. It was fun. And thank you for having me. I really, really appreciate it. Definitely. And we will link to Real Happy Mom and everything so people can find you easier and get connected with you as well. So, all right. Well, thank you. We'll see you later. All right. (laughs) All right. Bye bye. Bye. Oh my gosh. That was so good. I just, I love talking to these women. They're, you all are just adding so much value to my life. So, um, thank you so much, Tony Ann. I'm not kidding when I'm literally every week I'm doing these conversations and then I'm like, going and doing baby steps. Like again, I I don't recommend just, you know, a full overhaul of your life unless that's how you work and that works well for you. But, um, you know, taking those baby steps and making those changes to make things easier um, for us all. So thank you so much to her. Um, last thing, just a reminder, if you are interested in getting um, my new Loving Others Begins With Loving Yourself, um, a guide for self-love for women, please go to my website, drjessicalarson.com um, and sign up for my email list. Um, otherwise, I will also post it on Facebook and Instagram at mamab.selfcare. And I can't wait to start having a conversation with you about how we start or deepen our ability to connect to ourselves, trust ourselves, love ourselves. So have a wonderful weekend. Thank you all for joining me. And thanks for all your comments, you guys. It was really, it was just, it was felt like a big conversation. So I appreciate it. See you all later.